Welcome back to the Relationship Road Trip, navigating the twists and turns of all the important relationships in your life. I'm Ben Azevedo, your backseat driver, ready with snacks, facts, and witty comebacks. I'm Dr. Don Fernando Azevedo, clinical psychologist, executive coach, and voiceover artist, your navigator. And I'm Kim Azevedo, licensed marriage and family therapist, certified expressive arts therapist, ready to keep this car on the road, your mechanic. Hop behind that wheel, y'all. We're on the road again. Today's quote is by Anton St. Martin. Never surrender your hopes and dreams to the fateful limitations others have placed on their own lives. The vision of your true destiny does not reside within the blinkered outlook of the naysayers and the doom prophets. Judge not by the words, but accept advice based on the evidence of actual results. Do not be surprised should you find a complete absence of anything mystical or miraculous in the manifested reality of those who are so eager to advise you. Friends and family who suffer the lack of abundance, joy, love, fulfillment, and prosperity in their own lives really have no business imposing their self-limiting beliefs on your reality experience. I can't believe we're launching season two of The Relationship Road Trip. Thank you to all of our faithful listeners who have supported us to this point. We hope to hear from you more this season and invite you to join our Facebook group and explore our Patreon page. We also have a mailing list. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening. And if you hop in the Facebook group, you should be able to find out about most of it. This week, we're going to start a conversation about creating a life worth celebrating or living your best life. And we're going to start by talking about your relationship with yourself and dig into that really deeply over the next five sessions. So Don, start us off. What do you mean by creating a life vision or a life worth celebrating? This has been a journey for me in figuring out what my life means. And all of the parts of psychology are designed to help people live their life in better ways than they have before they came to a psychologist to, to talk through things. And indeed, if we align ourselves with how our brains are hardwired, the skills that we truly enjoy, the interests that we have, we can create a life that is celebratory, that is doing things that are meaningful and that we appreciate in every minute of our day, or at least, you know, a few of the minutes in our day. How about that? And so I was drawn way back in 1995 to the Highlands Ability Battery because they had a whole person method of creating, evaluating, and tweaking a life vision so that you could find the path that you wanted to the outcome that you desired. I imagine you've learned a lot of things about yourself. What do you think is the coolest thing you've discovered about yourself so far? The coolest thing that I discovered about myself? Uh, well, so one of the things that the Ability Battery taught me is that I'm a learning machine, mm. that I can learn in any, in any way. And then I tend to retain most of the stuff that I learn. That's actually kind of cool. Can confirm. That's very accurate. He knows everything. No, but I do know what I know. And you know it very well. You know, there are eight elements to this life visioning process in the whole person method. Skills. These are things you pick up along the way and learn how to do. Interests. Things that fascinate you. Your personal style. How you like to work with other folks. The family messages that you got about what work is and what work isn't. 
your own personal values that ought to be guiding your life, your goals, what do you want to achieve? Where are you in your career developmental process? And there are phases of our life that are part of that career development. And lastly, your abilities. This is how your brain is hardwired to do things. So describing each of those areas and adding to it year by year is how you create, evaluate, and tweak a life vision that hopefully leads to a life worth celebrating. So that's how I've gotten here on my journey. Right. You're talking about how you created mm -hmm. a life. You're talking about your journey in creating a life that you celebrate. What do you mean by that? What is a life worth celebrating? Is that like uh, where you are, everything that you do is resonating with like what you want to be doing? You're always going to have things that you need to do that you don't want to do, right? Yeah, there's going to be parts of your job that are not uh, the best. Like for me, it's the notes and all of the legal things that I've got to manage in order to do what I do. Working with people every day and helping them see their lives differently, helping them heal wounds that perhaps they've been carrying for decades, that is central to who I am. So I am doing work that I truly love and expresses this, this part of me about healing and caring for other people. It also fits with my learning style and how I remember things and how I problem solve. All of those things get used in my day-to-day -day activities, which brings me a sense of satisfaction. I also have goals and I have achieved many of my goals and I am on track to achieve many more of them. I have more goals than I probably can get to in an entire life, but that's better than not having enough goals. Those are all the elements that create a life worth celebrating. And not all of this is tied to your career, though. You do things outside of work that are also fulfilling. And I think we have a tendency to lean this all towards career, like you were talking just now about how your job is fulfilling in many ways, but you do things like church band. Yes. Perform. So I perform in a, in a rock band that does Christian contemporary music. Yeah, oh, it's a, a rock, rock band. band. It is a rock oh, he's band. Oh, he's a rock hey, and roller, Kim. Look, oh, today, yeah. today we Our were doing father. gospel. You should listen to today's. We're in a car with a, with a rock and roller. I don't know how I feel about this now. Now, you should have listened today because we were doing gospel and it actually came out. I'm sorry. Some of cool. us were working today. <laughs> yes, as if you work. Okay. <laughs> I have tuned in to several of your last ones. I admit I did not today, but they're, they're very nice. You do a good job, Papa. Thank we're you. very proud of you. And it's something that fulfills you, which is the important part. That sure. was my point, yes. And I'm in a long-term marriage that is strong and still joyful after 38 years, almost 38 years. And my kids like me enough that they want to be on a podcast with me. That's yeah, skeptical. For now. <laughs> for now. It's the second season. You came back. Yeah. I don't think you can deny that you guys have a commitment to this. Did I have a choice? Um, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I do want to highlight, though, that you don't have, I mean, it's great to have a fulfilling career and to have a thing that you're doing every day that is truly warming your heart. And the reality is a lot of people will not necessarily have a career that is that. So it's important to make sure that the other aspects of your life are fulfilling the hopes, dreams, values, goals, and all of those things and highlighting the abilities that, you know, you're good at. So another part of this is that seven of these eight factors you can do on your own. 
But the eighth, abilities, is something that you need help discovering or certainly the older you are confirming the things that you know about how you do things and how easily those things are. And that comes in with the Highlands Ability Battery, which is one of the possible choices for discovering that abil- those abilities. We're talking about skills and abilities. Can you tell me how those are different? Yes. Skills and abilities. So, The I same, mean, but different. Yes. Uh, so Don kind of alluded to this earlier of abilities are how your brain is hardwired. Uh, so this is how you look at the world, how you perceive things, how you move through uh, various situations without really thinking about it. It's just what happens. So uh, an example of this for me, I'm very kinesthetic. I move. Uh, I used to dance. I guess I kind of still do dance. I have to move my body for it to make sense to me. Ben, I'm guessing that you were very high on pitch discrimination and rhythm memory because of your musical background. All of those are your natural abilities. It's just how you respond to the world around you. Didn't we have an episode last season where we talked about that you can undo and redo the way your brain is hardwired, though? Yes, and. So, yes, we did talk about that. It's the self-talk that you're rewiring in that situation. Self-talk is what are you sharing messages you're sharing in your head on a regular basis. Hmm. Uh, That's the I'm stupid. I don't have friends. You can rewire all of those things because that's a thought process that you've developed over time. Your ability is not something that gets fundamentally rewired. Though I am still curious about epilepsy and rewiring my brain. I can't rewire myself to be a super learner like Don, so I remember everything and learn everything. No, but you can develop the skills. That's right. So this is where your skills come in. This is the stuff that you learn along the way. I have, I don't know if it's nightmares or dreams of it, but two column notes when I was in middle school was like the biggest thing in the world. And it was a skill I learned and it didn't really work well with my kinesthetic need, my abilities and learning that way. But it was a skill designed to organize notes. You have a skill in learning how to use an agenda or a calendar. You have skills in learning Excel spreadsheets and Word documents. So in all of that, Those are all skills. You can learn them. And some people have it significantly easier to build those skills because their natural abilities play into that. Mm. So the difference between the elemental difference between an ability and a skill is that an ability happens with very little effort and very little time. And a skill, no matter how practiced you are at it, takes a little bit more time and a little bit more energy. So you get tired out over time just using skills. However, the best part is when you have strong abilities and you get skill training that map to those abilities, you have the potential to be quite talented in a particular area. Hmm. And that's the exciting part. That's how you align your life and and the choices that you make with how your brain is hardwired. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that makes you happy. Hypothetically. Certainly makes me happy. We hope so anyway. It increases the likelihood of serotonin release in your brain. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a boring way of being happy. <laughs> it makes me happy. So, okay. Skills, abilities, a life worth celebrating, understanding yourself. Don, I thought you said that the Highlands Ability Battery 
only measured skills and abilities. No. It doesn't measure all of the things that you need to create a life worth celebrating, but it measures some of them. Yes, and it does not measure skills. It measures abilities. Hence the title. It measures one skill, your vocabulary. It does. That's true. But it's primarily focused on discerning what is a skill and what's an ability. And the way that it does that is through work samples that put you under time pressure. So anyone with enough time could complete any of the work samples. But with the time pressure, the abilities pop out. So you can't quite use that skill because you don't quite have enough time to accomplish it using just a skill. It increases the likelihood that we now understand what your ability is. The, the Highlands Ability Battery is kind of like getting a CT scan of your brain's operational base. Okay. The, the Ability Battery actually does measure a skill, as Kim was pointing out, and that's your vocabulary. And that's because vocabulary is related to success in the corporate world. The better able you are to describe your ideas, the more likely they are to be accepted. Though the database they have for comparing your vocabulary is incredibly skewed because it's based on people who already have a degree. <laughs> already have a bachelor's, bachelor's master's degree. or doctoral degree. Right. So it's the top you know, 10% of educated right. peoples in the world. But that's also because those are the kinds of folks who tend to populate corporate boardrooms and CEO suites and executive suites, which the ability battery had a penchant for early on in its process. It just hurt my soul in high school when I scored so low on it and I thought I was good at vocabulary. It's okay. <laughs> well, and I bet you now you would score a lot higher. So these abilities are broken into different elements. There are uh, the driving uh, abilities. These are ones that push for expression and really want to be used in some part of your life. Um, they talk about how you problem solve, how you brainstorm, and how you view the physical world. And then there are specialized abilities, and these include the learning channels that I was mentioning before, uh, and different people learn in different ways. There are five of them uh, on the ability battery. And then other abilities that, that play into this, like uh, your visual acuity and other things that are on there that I can't remember right at the moment. Okay, so that's kind of all the stuff that goes into the Highlands Ability Battery. And you mentioned that early on it was aimed sort of at more corporate use. Is that still the case or who, who kind of benefits from these assessments? Well, it's really cool how it's developed over time. The Highlands Ability Battery has shifted and changed. They're always doing research and expanding more on their understanding of how the brain works and how these tests are accurate. Right now, pretty much anyone over the age of 16 is good for this uh, particular ability battery. I know Ben and I took it. We took it when we were in high school, preparing ourselves to go off to college and kind of considering what might be a good major or, you know, if college even is the good path. Turns out it was for both of us. So that's cool. But for some people, they might not, they might discover that trade school would be a better fit for how they learn, how they approach life and what's likely to make them feel more fulfilled. Not everyone does well in an academic setting and that's totally awesome. It is also great for career-minded individuals. Uh, so these are your seniors in college or grad students, people who are entering the workforce, people considering career changes, all of that jazz. 
even people who are being considered for a promotion within their company and aren't really sure if that's where they want to go. This is all really good information so that you can examine and truly think through the choices that are being provided to you, especially with those promotions. I did an ability battery recently with someone who was looking at a promotion and um, they decided that it wasn't for them. They didn't want to go into management. So it was cool to discover that. It is also a really cool tool for CEOs to learn how to lead their teams better. So this can be taken in It's not really a group fashion, but a group of people take it and then the facilitator will explain how different groups of people function and process and the work environment. And this can help CEOs learn how to lead better and also give insight to the CEO themselves. That would really apply to anybody managing a team of people, right? Not just a CEO. That is true. Yes. Yeah. It's also being applied to people who are transitioning to retirement. So this is kind of the second phase of life, as Don grins excitedly, because that's where he's headed off to eventually, whenever I'm a stable individual. (laughs) I have to wait until you're stable? Uh, Maybe. Don, did you, do you take it more than once? Would you take it as, you know, a high schooler and then again, if you shifted careers and again, when you retired? Or is it sort of a one-time thing? You could, but barring a a brain disease or a brain injury, the hardwiring that you would discover at about 16 and at 60 would be roughly the same. Very little divergence. That's one of the reasons why the ability battery is so powerful. This part of our brain doesn't really change unless, of Mm -hmm. course, it's injured or it gets sick. So it's, it's a constant in our life that if we work with, can create greater satisfaction for us. Hmm. Okay. So if you wanted to take this ability battery, how would you go about doing that? Well, the first step is to find a certified consultant. Surprise, Azevedo Family Psychology offers this. Both Don and I are certified to administer the Highlands Ability Battery. The second step is to actually take the Ability Battery. I know this is really amazing, isn't it? It's a three-hour online assessment. It's no longer done with pencil and paper like it was way back in the day. Ben and I have many fond memories of the blue paper for the dividing sections in the Highlands Ability Battery. Now that it's online, you can actually pause between work samples, take a break, all that good stuff. Doesn't that kind of negate the time crunch aspect? No. So each different portion is set on a time crunch. In between portions, you can take a break. So like you'd finish one section and then could get up and take a break, go to the bathroom, that type of thing. So you do it at your own pace. uh, And then whenever you're done, we get an email that's like, hey, your person is done. What if, what if, what if I really don't like standardized tests? It's not really a standardized test though. Oh, okay. There's no multiple choice. So there is and there there isn't. Yes, there are multiple choices and it is how your brain functions. So it's not necessarily like pass fail. Yeah, but I guess I'm, I'm teasing a little bit, but more legitimately, are there groups or types of people for which this type of assessment really wouldn't do a very good job assessing their true abilities because they have something that impedes their ability to take this form of test? 
So, yes, um, if you have a, a sensory deprivation of some kind, this may not work for you. So a blind person, we don't have an adaptation for blind people. Uh, we don't have a good adaptation for um, deaf people, although portions of the test will work better for them. So those are things. If you have a brain injury, this is not the best approach to take. There are other neuropsych evaluations that would be better for you. Uh, but if you're a typically developing, no head injuries, no concussions, that kind of thing, this is a great measure for you. And there are multiple choices, but they're not, it's not like your typical multiple choice. So an example, one of the work samples shows you a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional block. And then the choices you have are rotations of the block. And which of the rotations, A, B, C, or D, is actually the first block just rotated? So a little bit different. Another example has uh, a piece of paper that is then folded and a hole is punched through it and then unfolded. And you have to pick from the samples which, which paper has the holes uh, My in the My ability right in this one is awesome. I had super high ability in that one. Yes, it's associated with psychologists. <laughs> well, and I have very low ability with the block transferring one. Which like is Like the three-dimensional. Yeah, I have no, no ability there. Well, I think another important thing to highlight is that this is not pass-fail. All of these abilities are measured on a spectrum. So you have abilities that come really fast. They're natural. It's easygoing. And then you have abilities that, you know, all right, th these are not your strongest abilities, but they're still there. Like they do function for you. And then you have ones where it's like, hmm, this is not really where your brain functions. That's not the direction it uses to come to answers and conclusions. You know, I really want to highlight it's not pass fail. Like there's not any winning or losing in this. Um, right. There are no correct patterns of abilities. There are, however, patterns that fit better with some jobs and worse with some jobs. You know, in what you're looking for is what's going to suit you best, what creates energy and excitement for you. When I took this back in high school, it basically told me I would not be a particularly great researcher because that's not where my abilities fall, but I would be a really good art therapist. I tried to tell the Highlands Ability Battery to go stuff itself. And I was like, I'm going to be a researcher. I'm going to be a scientist. And uh, here I am, an art therapist. Surprise. <laughs> yes. So you didn't, like, you didn't like being a scientist? Well, I just wasn't good at it. It was too hard for me. I didn't have fun having to work that hard. I still love marine biology. I will talk your ear off about fish facts, but it's challenging. And I found that I didn't have as much fun doing the challenging aspects of that. Whereas the challenging aspects of therapy and brain science were more fun for me to work through. After you take the Highlands Ability Battery, what happens next? All right, you get to have a really long session with Don or I, or whoever your consultant is. This sounds like a different form of test. <laughs> Possibly. It's two and a half hours long, though Don claims he can get it done in two. It's not a claim. I've done it for years in two. Oh, well. So it's two to two and a half hours worth of a debrief. During the debrief, you're going to go over the report. Once you finish taking your Highlands Ability Battery, you'll get a progress report with all of the results to the test that you just took. During the debrief, your consultant and you will go over 
the results and what does it mean? A lot of things that you can read and be like, all right, I think this makes enough sense. The consultant is there to explain things further and help highlight how it connects to your life. I like to do a 30-minute-ish intake session so that I can learn more about why this person is taking the Highlands Ability Battery. What are they hoping to get from it? But that's how I set all of those things up. And then obviously talking about how are these results going to help shape the life that you set out on and help you create a life worth celebrating. Are there other things out there that assess abilities in a similar way? Not, I don't even mean really like, yes. Okay. This is a yes or no question. But I mean, we're talking about this particular assessment because it's one that you two facilitate. So we have a lot of shared knowledge about it. And that's why we're deep diving into this as a way to have a closer relationship with yourself, which is really what this arc is about. Mm -hmm. And we're using the Highlands Ability Battery as a tool to express that relationship with ourselves, to know more about where we have strengths and weaknesses in order to have a more fulfilling life, to create a life worth celebrating. But if somebody doesn't have access to this Ability Battery, are there other resources out there that could do similar assessments and help you move towards having a happier, more fulfilling life? Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> so <laughs> what you may ask are the other ones. Uh, the Johnson O'Connor, which was the original measure that was created. Uh, can I geek out a little bit about history? So, so Johnson O'Connor was an engineer with General Electric at uh, the beginning of the 1900s. And this was when industrialization was big and people were being brought off of farms and agricultural jobs to work in factories and in management. And GE was having a hard time because a lot of the people they would put into jobs didn't do very well. And so they asked this engineer, can you figure out a way to put people in the right spot so that they're more successful and we make more money. Ultimately, that's that's what every company is all about. So Johnson O'Connor went and looked at what are all the ways that people are measuring brain damage because that was already being done for healing purposes after someone had had a traumatic brain injury or other event happened for them. And then he repurposed those tools to measure what the ability was instead of what was missing, which was kind of cool. Now, when this came out originally, these were hands-on tests that were done in a room with a one-on-one facilitator that took two days to gather the information. And then that got translated into paper and pencil. Don did it in one and a half days though, (laughs) y'all. I probably could. Do you, do you know where you get your efficiency desires from, Ben? Mr. I have to find the most efficient process to accomplish a task. Is it from you? I don't yes. know if it's from you. Yes, it is. Mr. I procrastinate every task on my list. But That's he gets true. it done efficiently once he starts it. <laughs> That's right. Except for his notes. Oh, I get my notes That's, done. I do get my notes done. Just would not, we call that efficient? When I get started on them, yes, they are quite efficient. In any case, back to this. <laughs> Johnson O'Connor did it in two days. When uh, psychologists came back from World War II, they translated Johnson O'Connor's work into paper and pencil tasks. 
And one of the paper and pencil tasks is called the ball. And that's still available more in the Western part of the United States. And what became the Highlands Ability Battery, uh, which is available more, well, actually, it's now probably available everywhere in the U.S., uh, but started off primarily on the East Coast. So Johnson O'Connor Ball and the Highlands Ability Battery are three opportunities for you. I think there are some other ones out there as well, but I don't, I don't know them off the top of my head. Okay. The good news is, if you're listening to this podcast, you now have access to two certified consultants. Sure. She's always in just there saying. with the plug. She's Listen. just right there. Just there it is. I spent almost all of last year trying to market myself. So yeah, I got really good at it. All right, y'all. Well, this is the beginning of our arc on relationship to self and creating a life worth celebrating. Um, or a more fulfilling life, or, you know, really just enjoying your life through a deeper understanding of yourself. And we talked today, uh, we gave an overview on the Highlands Ability Battery, which is a tool you can use to assess some of those areas, uh, specifically your abilities and skills. We also talked about some other elements that go into creating a life vision or fulfilling life. There are eight elements. Don mentioned them way back at the beginning of the episode. They are skills, interests, personal style, family messages, values, goals, career development phase, and abilities. So that's an overview. And uh, next week, we're going to have our very first guest episode. Dr. Dory Stiles will be joining us. She is an expert on the Highlands Ability Battery. So we're looking forward to diving into her perspective on its value and uh, the best ways to use it. And if you have more questions about that, hit us up on Facebook. Um, you can always send us an email, questions at afpsych.com. We've got a mailing list now that you can join from relationshiproadtrip.com. And we have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And as always, enjoy the drive. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Road Trip. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we want to know what you think. So write to us at questions at afpsych.com. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or subscribing with your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes of the show at RelationshipRoadTrip.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Relationship Road Trip comes out every Wednesday at 7 a.m., so don't forget to tune in next week. The Relationship Road Trip is brought to you by Azevedo Family Psychology, where they are dedicated to helping you create a life worth celebrating. You can learn more about their services at azavitofamilypsychology.com. This podcast is produced by Bear Cave Audio. Bear Cave Audio provides a range of audio services, from original composition to podcast recording and editing. To learn more, go to bearcaveaudio.com or email ben at bearcaveaudio.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. And may the sun shine warm upon your face. Mm-hmm.